always just like kind of just like get people and it's just like we're talking. Like, that's the goal. So I'm glad, like man. That's the goal. A good space, that's the I goal. Like. I like it when people just like feel comfortable because it's like. I don't know. The questions that I ask are going to be a little bit deeper than the average. Like, I ain't trying to figure out what's your favorite Marvel movie. Like, it's like, you know, it's a good question, but it's like, that's off topic from what this is here. It's the Miseducation of Music. What is up and welcome to another episode of the Miseducation of Music. You are here with Jay Treb as always, but today I got a special guest in the building, man. I got the artist, the producer, the engineer, man, the herald that grew up on heralds, man. Mm. I heard it in the verses, bro. Come on. Talk we got Galaxy Francis in the building today, man. Say what's up to the people. There's a crowd in the background making noise. Oh, no, there's always a crowd. If you actually go watch the episodes, there'll be claps. There's yeah, always claps right there, man. I'm in sync. <laughs> you are, G. You are, G. Say what's up to the people, though, what's man. Up, what's up, people? What's up, good people? Blessings to all of y'all, man. Man, I'm so glad to have you on the show, man. I've said this now on damn near every episode. This season about getting people who are in my headphones mm. on this couch to talk to. These are people who I'm really listening to. Like, you're in my current playlist. That's real love, The Shining bro. with Jay Wood is in the playlist right now. It's that good. From the moment I heard it and I heard that beat, I was like, I love this. Then I saw the video and I was like, the imagery, and it just tied into everything. We gotta talk today, man. We are gonna get deep into this. We are going to, G. And I love to get deep into the weeds of how you create this music and just how your brain works in order to get these creations out. But I do wanna start off with how did you get started in this? Like, how did you become Galaxy Francis right here, man? Like, do you always, like, I'm going to be a rapper and a singer and I'm going to get this shit? Really? This was from Joe? I mean, (laughs) I don't know if it was always a conscious decision to be like, I'm going to be a rapper and a singer. I just knew I wanted to be a rapper when I heard Slim Thug. Oh, it was over? That's hilarious. I love that. I love that. What track? Uh... Already platinum. Oh man! Okay, <laughs> you, know you had it. You knew exactly <laughs> what you wanted to be. Then. <laughs> it was it was early social studies classes. I always was into writing language arts was my favorite class, mm-hmm. and I just really like writing stories. I was into poetry. Had a poem published when I was like twelve. Oh, the school that I went to just like put together some program. And they were like write some poems. The best ones that are chosen will get published. Oh, so you had the gas so, in the tank, bro? Like. It's, <laughs> I think I come from just a family that loves music. Mm-hmm. I got a couple of singers in my family. Okay. When I was really young, I just really loved Ear Candy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My first songs that I remember are like Gin and Juice and oh. Candy Girl by New Man, Edition. Oh my you know what God. I'm saying? Just the way those tracks hit, like hearing them right now, still inflate. It's it's that same emotion. Exactly. Like there's those timeless tracks. I feel like that's the way that I was when like my mom was showing me. Like I remember she showed me like early Jill Scott and early like Mm -hmm. Mary J. Blige. Mm -hmm. And it's just like when you hear something like "I'm Going Down" by Mm -hmm. Mary, you're like, "That's with me forever." Yeah. And every time you hear it, that first note is gonna hit. That time on my, it's gonna hit every time. Like it don't get it don't get bad in there. Man, for real. So, like, imagine me on my red Huffy singing all those songs up and down the block. <laughs> up and down six, the block singing these. From age six to, like, ten mm-hmm. to the kids on the block would call me, like, the neighborhood radio. Hey, man, that's so awesome. I, I didn't have it. dreams of, like, being a singer back then. Maybe I did because I was singing Avant. Mm-hmm. In the okay. third grade talent show, you feel me? I'm not gonna. That's hold a you. wild third grade option. I just wanna wanna say that for the record. Guess what song it was? Which one? I don't Get know. away! 
You know what I'm talking about. It's tr- like Man, track three or four <laughs> off that green cover album. You're like 10? Yeah, bro. Singing my heart out. Crying. 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 Just embodying a vibe. Just. In Man, I definitely got some new walking partners in gym class after that, though. You Hilarious. feel me? I mean, of course. That was definitely not a third grade you song. Let me love you. Oh, Singing not the Mario. You was in that During thing. the walkathon. <laughs> the walkathon, bro. Man, that's so we awesome. I don't know, man. I have, I definitely had them in my school. Okay, for sure. So, like, but that was sure. like, I, I last walkathon, I was in 2011. That was okay. still a minute ago yeah. now. But like uh, You got all of this music Coming in at this time Like Mm -hmm. That was obviously Influencing you How did it kind of Like what was the push To kind of create your own Cause Mm -hmm. I mean It's it's real It's real easy to kind of You know become that Neighborhood radio in a sense And like The collector of the music But to push yourself To create it Is a That's a separate energy Like I mean You had the poems But like creating music Man Yeah I think (laughs) It's I'm somebody that likes to learn for mm-hmm. real. I'm somebody that likes to try new things. So out of necessity, me being a rapper, mm-hmm. I needed beats. This was before like YouTube. I love that. Yeah. This YouTube, was before you like, could type in type beat. This oh, you could, you it was like an beats. instrumental. Like, you know, like this is where I'm on LimeWire risking my grandmother's man. computer health. You know how many people bring up? Bro, come on, <laughs> man. Like I, for every Lil Wayne mixtape, I risked everything I on the computer all. I've, I've broken several and repaired oh, them oh man you know that's how I got good at computers but, had to but that bro was cause that computer had to work when my mom needed to use it but I also needed the drought too like it no, was like real. we had like the, we was in a duality mom like I, can't one feel of us my face it's mandatory so bro. she ended up getting another computer for like the office area <laughs> and then <laughs> that you I have the one start using I was about to say, you have the one that you can actually like get on and you know yeah. ruin essentially yeah. Windows 97 baby man okay <laughs> so you got the Windows 97 how did you figure out how to you know like even go about making your own music that's not something that's man. that's not something that's as easy as it is today so I can like, download five apps right now and you'll know how to do it mm-hmm. so it was real communal for me to where mm-hmm. I had friends at school okay. that had versions of Fruity Loops. Software trade. You know, so we would trade over Yahoo Messenger. This is AIM Yahoo Messenger tag Man, era. Man, Mail era. So I'm tag getting, had a radio player. Tag, these tag social media players. crazy. These social medias are nothing. Tag... Tag had something. MySpace, MySpace stepped in, but Tag was something. Tag you know, was special, it was quick. It was, was the first one. It, it was like Vine. It was the Vine of its time. It was. That's a good point. Actually. It was like it was one second, wow, and it would have worked that. if it stayed. But <sighs> MySpace. Exactly. <laughs> so me and my homies would we would just try to like we would figure things out. So one of my friends was really into like making more hip hoppy type beats. You know, kind of like Mad Lib. Okay. Kind of vibes with Kanye West drums. His name's Julian Malone. That actually, actually sounds like it would be beautiful nah, to listen was, to he, right he was now. Like that, bro. Mad Lib plus Kanye drums is an like amazing that. His sonic. Chops are crazy man, His shops were just amazing. So, what age are you all doing this at? Like, is this like, high school time period? This is like thirteen to fifteen. Oh, so this is like okay, super young super transitional time. Like, I was making. So the reason I say that is because I ended up starting to make more. DJ juke tracks at the time because the friends the that I was around period. were like we had a footwork group so they needed tracks 
Um, you were I'm hold on, man. Wall you was cam. producing. You was producing footwork tracks before we get to Walla Cam. Yeah, we gonna get there, but <laughs> no, man, you was producing bro. footwork tracks. I was, man. DJ I didn't even. LA, you might be the first thing. person to sit here who at least has admitted to making foot track beat, footwork beats. Bro, DJ Road, DJ Rock, RP, bro, Boo, man, like that. How is do a you even? Time. Quick, quick aside. How do you even approach? Footworking drums, cause I've never tried it. I know I'm not that nice. Get That's down, just what get it down, is. Get down, little mama is the basis. You just start there. That's the. Do, 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 do. Oh my god! And you just gotta like, build everything from here. It's it's a lot of um it's a lot of African rhythm, a lot of. Oh lot wow, of man! I don't think I ever thought about that. It's definitely a lot of polyrhythm. Uh, a lot of what you hear in like New Jersey club right now. Oh yeah, reminds me a lot of that time. I feel like the tempo is a little slower with New mm-hmm. Jersey club, but. It's the tempo of footwork music was fast. It's That's like, why it's like I can't think about. First of all, fruit Fruity Loops is ridiculous software in the first place. <laughs> so to think about putting a beat in like two four and doing it in Fruity Loops with the drum click pattern thing, I would. It, that's, that sounds so annoying. It's frustrating. <laughs> like it's learning anything new is super frustrating. But we just wanted to like get better and, and make things that we wanted to hear, and it was just fun for us for real. That's so first awesome. thing we kind of like felt we had control of. I think. Man. That's so awesome. Now, how did that lead over to Walla Cam? You had some tracks in there? Yeah, so that, I can't remember <laughs> what Walla Cam video it is, but it's still still like, uh, it's still up for sure, but it samples, um, I want to say like one of those really triumphant Beethoven tracks. Yeah. And Denzel from Training Day saying King Kong ain't got shit on me. I love everything about that. <laughs> yo, yo, to pre- please find that. If, if you can't I, find it, sure hit me it. up and I'll find it and get that in there. We need a clip of that. Just for look, the up, look up while I can King Kong. You'll find it. Oh, my God. That's I, that's amazing. And to know that you've produced that, that's so dope, man. That's man, so I awesome. history in Chicago. For you real. do, bro. Look, yeah. hey, I'm glad that we get to put it here on the record, Absolutely. bro, because this is so awesome. Now, while I can full working tracks, how does this now relate back over to you grabbing a microphone? Because it don't sound so, like you grabbing the microphone. So at the same, so at the same time, like okay. and even before I got into Fruity Loops, I'm writing raps. So okay, like, so this is the poem era was that became I, the rapping. Maybe like so I probably stopped writing poems for maybe like a artistic purpose mm-hmm. at age twelve. Like yeah. that was when I was published. It was, and I was like, like nope. No, I love rap. Like, <laughs> it's like, like these Lil are gonna Wayne, be a little. These are gonna hit a little harder. You know, <laughs> like, Lil Wayne is amazing to me. Slim Thug, Mike Jones. This is two eight one three three zero era, bro. Two eight one three three zero hit Mike Jones hey, on the low. I called him. I Man, who him, didn't? Like, why who didn't? Who didn't genius. call every number in a song in that time period? That was genius. Alicia bro. Keys. Boy. Alicia, Alicia Keys. Keys. Right. Call two eight because like two eight nine forty six zero one or some shit, and Something. I'll be here. Like what? All of these. I've called every phone number that was in a song. Tri- two six seven eight triple nine eight two one two. Yeah. I've called them all, bro. Like, so, so imagine that time. We're trying to rap over instrumentals. I'm trying to learn how to record. And I can't use other people's beats. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of have that sense already of like somebody's yeah, gonna sue you. Beats. I can feel it. Like this belongs somebody else. Yeah, it's like I love <laughs> I love that culture though. I love mm-hmm. the mixtape culture. Oh yeah, I love the opportunity to to make something your own, and I was really good at that. But when it comes to making a full project, I like making albums. 
And I can't do that with other people's beats. For I mean, real, for real. Saying that you were a Lil Wayne fan, that's the same mentality I feel he kind of was portraying in the time period. He was like, I'm a rap on everybody beats, but mm -hmm. those are just the droughts. Mm -hmm. You can get them on that piff. Exactly. But everything he would do on his projects would be something that was either created for him or something he acquired specifically for the project. And that's awesome, man. You was already putting that much attention to craft. There was an early version of what Beatstars is now. Mm -hmm. SoundClick. Oh, yes. Come so, on. SoundClick. Uh, I want to say like Johnny Giuliano, Superstar O, like that era. Mm -hmm. So those were the popular artists. Um, T.I. was popular at the time. Jeezy was popular at the time. So the beats that people were making that were most discoverable online were beats that I did not want to touch. He's like, everything sounds like 24s is, right now. My favorite rapper is Lupe Fiasco. I want something that sounds like Kick Push. Soundtrack, I need something that sounds like Daydream and y'all out here giving me completely different I mean, shit. hurt me so. Not Man, Air and they out here, I was about to say, and all they're giving you is put on type beats before put on was even out. And I love, I love those <laughs> beats too. Like you hear it in my music now. Like I, mm -hmm. I love that type of music, but that's where my head was back then. So, because that was the case, I had to learn how to make the beats that I wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. And um, I was also a big fan of like One Republic, Coldplay. Man, okay, eclectic. So I wanted to it. learn how to play piano. So that just was a natural progression for me. Learn how to play Clocks real quick. That's the one everybody was it clocks? everybody learned how to play that one first. It wasn't first. Clocks. It was Yellow. Okay. It yep. was Yellow. Mm -hmm. um, the Scientist. Yep, that's Come another home one. Everybody. By one Republic. Nice. Apologize. Man, you know what I'm saying? Did you but do you remember what Wayne and uh the Timbaland and a whole bunch of people redid something over Apologize too? Oh, I remember yeah. Wayne has a verse somewhere yeah. that's in my my archives where I was yeah. just like, when did I download this? This right. had to be like oh eight. Like, yeah, that's about right. Because it's just like right. when would when did Wayne rap over Apologize? Mm -hmm. But man, those were good times, and that's a lot of good music to like pull from. It definitely shows in your sound today. Word. But like, how were you? How were you able to incorporate it then? I mean, you were a you were producing footwork tracks. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I, I want to make switch. sure people who are listening don't forget that you yourself are are this two this two sides of a coin here, and you're man, doing both. At that time, I was just. I'm you got on cat dog socks. I just saw that. Sorry, yeah, that's this hard. Was, this was Reptar. That's hard. Yeah. Reptar and cat Shout dog. out to my sister. Shout out to socks. I'm a big socks fan. But yeah. um it was I, I think I'm pretty good at maybe like compartmentalizing my crafts. You mm -hmm. know, like I show up in whatever moment is there. And I think that was true even back then. So I was able to do a footwear track and then be like, nah, I kinda wanna make Dear Mama by Tupac. <laughs> Like nope, but now I'm trying to do something entirely separate. Right, now slow I'm down the tempo to make, entirely. Trying to do Drake November 12th beats now, so Man. you know, like it's it's just a lot of exploration, and I think that's where a lot of it comes from, to the point where it's like I know that I have this faucet running of creativity, and it's mm. like I just try to fill up the buckets. I don't even know what I'm gonna use the buckets for. That's like I might use one it's for like, washing, I don't even one know for cooking, exactly. one for cleaning, but I just like I know I got the water have going. It. I just got to keep putting it out. So it was whether it was full work tracks, whether it was Kanye chops, whether it was Ti. You know, <laughs> I was I was trying to do whatever I love. That's awesome. So, yeah. Where were you getting more recognition from at this time period? Rapping for sure. Okay. Definitely rapping, like mostly rapping over other people's stuff. So it was Super Wayne, yeah, Lupe, kind of kind of influence Charles Hamilton too. Even okay it was. It was was somebody that one of those early on influences for me. So people were really receptive to that for me in high school because I was the one burning CDs and passing them out 
Okay, so you was willing to do the guerrilla marketing. You was willing to say, like here's my tape. Here's my tape. I mean, it is what you're supposed yeah. to do. But once again, you're making things sound easy, man. That's I real. feel like I feel That's like real. for you, these things are easy. For me, I'm amazed by the fact that That's you just real. did them so simply. Because, I mean, you're also fighting against a lot of things. For This isn't the time period of I can give you a SoundCloud link. Right. You had to put in man hours. Had you had to, to buy, buy CDs. CDs. You had to buy markers, covers. You had cases. To, come on, bro. Like, Bro, I had like, business expenses. And that's what I'm saying. You no LLC. Just Not in high all. school. You couldn't even write these off. Like, but for like real. I'm I like I really just want to like big up you for those because those are real staples of literally how we get to an era like SoundCloud. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. artists like you who mm -hmm. are hustling and showing that this is a market. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like from there, like what was your moment of noticing it was clicking? Because you're saying this is what I'm supposed to do. So mm -hmm. when do you even notice, hey, I think I'm I think I'm like nice with this and I think it's time to like pursue this for real. I always thought I was nice. That was the thing. It's like mm -hmm. some of my first experiences as a rapper were people telling me I wasn't nice and me being like, did you hear what I just said? <laughs> it's like, hold on, hold on. Run the tape. Run the tape. Nah, bro. <laughs> and I'm like rapping for people at, at lunch or in classes and I'm just like... I'm like that, but it <laughs> it's was, like you can say I'm not, but I really am. But I'm really like, and nothing really deterred me. Like there was still that tape in my head of trying to prove somebody wrong. So me re-internalizing every time I thought about these people that kind of turned me away, it did kind of become like a vengeful thing too. So I don't. Even, how do we even get to talking about that? Well, but, I was just asking yeah, about like, like when you like notice that turn, yeah, like when it clicks. But I mean, like if if you say you had this kind of like prove on you, is that something that you kind of like used as fuel or something you wanted to work off? For a long time, it was something I used as fuel. Maybe even not in the best ways. Mm -hmm. Maybe in kind of detrimental. Yeah, because I was about to say that's a line. It's a line where it's like yeah. that is good gas in the tank, but like. It could burn you out in ways you didn't even know you if could you get rely burned on out. It. When yeah. I realized I was because the second on somebody it. praises you, you're like, "Where's the, where's the like, but, where's mm -hmm. the, the extra part? Like, you don't just like my art. You can't. Now you're jaded towards your fans. The disrespect <laughs> that I ever, the only disrespect that I ever felt from people after I got a, got from the point of people are sleeping on me was they would say I sounded like somebody. Oh man, Which comparison. Would, in one, one way it's like a big up, like damn, that's quality. But in another way, it's like but I want to be me at the same time. It's so, like, this is supposed to be unique. <laughs> it, kinda, it started clicking for me, and what separated me, I feel like, was doing open mics okay. in the city. So doing uh, DePaul open mics, they had Soulful Mondays, doing... Uh, a lot of people come up out of DePaul Harold open Greens, mics. Harold Greens, open mics, YCA, mm -hmm. U Media, uh, uh, yeah. full-time. Shout out U Media, man. A lot of people from the city came through there as well. Yeah. These resources were so needed. And I Absolutely. mean, the more people that I talk to, the more I see how needed they were. Bro, so many of us were in those same circles. Like, like you could turn to your right or left and you're looking at Mick Jenkins, no name, Saba. Exactly. All of Pivot, Joseph, uh, Chance, Vic, Literally, Alex, Wiley, all of these Kim people Bay, are coming through this John same Doe. funnel. Like, like, we were all kicking it together around this time. Or, mm -hmm. or at least when we meet up, you know, it's all cordial. It's how respect what you do. It's how, you know. Exactly. And I you. mean, like, that energy. And I mean, like, just some more names in there were, like, also, like, No Name. And you got, like, mm -hmm. Jamila. And, like, exactly. these, these people who are, like, who I'm now noticing were so influential, almost. Mm -hmm. Where it's, like, all of that group together is what helps this energy, man. Like, yeah. that's so awesome. Was being, like, around that energy, was it almost reassuring in a way as an artist? 
or did it like did it have that like competition? Was it still in your part of I'm trying to prove? I was very competitive. Okay. Back then, I was I was very competitive in a way of that I thought I was better than people. I thought I was the best in the room. That's what you're supposed mm-hmm. to to feel. Yeah, I'd argue you kind of got to if but you don't I, if you I don't think your music is the best. I thought objectively oh. like <laughs> you were like no like everyone's lying. Bar, I'm better than them. put this on paper bar for bar. <laughs> I, there's nobody getting more. Ooh, I'm the hot sauce of this of this dancery. You feel me? Nobody's getting more ooze than me oh, when I show up. So that's yeah. how I felt. And and over time, like more of the narratives maybe got in in my way to where mm-hmm. I saw it as competitive, and I didn't really feel uplifted by being around these people. But more so, like I had something to prove that I was worthy of being around these people. Interesting, interesting. Now that's got to be something I feel you've either shook off or you found ways to cope with through this. Mm-hmm. Like, what are some of those like moments or things? Like, were there was there creating moments that showed this to you? Mm-hmm. Like moments where you almost go like. Well, I created something that I knew was like for me. Mm. I knew it didn't have any, like I'm trying to prove you wrong or something like that. Or mm. like what kind of made that turn? There's a couple of things that I think about. One is the analogy that I feel like a lot of, uh, you see battle rappers in the space. They have a hard time mm. translating the records. Yeah. So I was in the space of writing songs, but performing them without the beats. So I have a, a certain kind of command and cadence over the crowd that's almost spoken word influenced. Mm-hmm. So I'm writing with this idea that I'm going to get that validation. So but, you're you're writing that in almost. Um, yeah. You're like you're like okay that line that line I know the crowd is going to go here so let me put a pause um, in intentionally. Like you're yeah. plotting out their reaction type shit. Man. So trying to translate that to record I found myself frustrated. Not that what I was doing wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Um it got to a point where I started wanting to sing more. So this is the other caveat of that, mm-hmm. like kind of where I started to translate into more melodic singing um, to where I was like, no, nah, I'm actually a vocalist. I'm not really a rapper. I just like to write from a rapper's perspective as far yeah. as how they form It's like, things. that's just kind of what I unlocked first. But where <laughs> my voice goes, I love Jodeci. I was, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So It's like, if my voice can do it, I'll try it. Shit. I, exactly. Like, no, 100%. That's what I was on. So... Um, I grew out of that because I realized that being competitive isn't always the best thing when you're trying to focus on being a better you. So in a sense, what I mean by that is you focus, you almost reactive instead of proactive because Everything you're you do is with for a response. You're, you're maybe even inspired from the response. And source don't work like that. Genius yeah. don't work like that. Genius comes from like you showing up. You exactly. That, that consistent practice. And if you're constantly you deriving you, it from that external factor, it's like, gonna be? It's, it's eventually going to run out though. Like yeah. eventually it's going to be like, well, now I'm reaching for it. It's not there. Yeah. That's, exactly, that's almost exactly what happened where I felt like I wanted to quit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and every time I get to that point, I always have the question, well, why did I start doing this? Yeah, it's like, if I want to quit, feeling. why do I want to start? Yeah, I feel like if you don't, you gotta have both of those together yep. to make your decision on either. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. That's exactly. so awesome, man. It's so awesome for you to have gotten to that point. I feel like 
I feel like you've, you've traversed a lot of areas that a lot of people who work in creative spaces have to, whether mm-hmm. whether or not they have yet or not. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like that's just the place that, that like, a, um, almost like a something you have to cross no matter what, mm-hmm. where you have to figure out, like, what's my motivation? Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, I'm nice at it, I'm good at it, but yeah. but why do I do it? Like yeah. KD was one of those people, uh, not even KD, it was Eric Thomas, E.T., the hip-hop preacher. I started following him on Instagram, um, and he has several clips, but one that always sticks with me is, what's your why? And he gives a a Kevin Durant anecdotal about his number and what 35 means to him and why he touches his jersey. And I'm like, when I saw that video, I was like, I have to identify my why if I want to move past this block. Yeah, it's like Why I need to, because if you have a purpose, you always remember, even if it's mm-hmm. something as simple as touching a 35, that's him remembering, this is why I came out here today. This is why, this is I'm, why here. I'm here right now. This is what I did to get here. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's so awesome to just figure those moments out, because I feel like that's so, like, so introspective. Like, mm-hmm. that's that requires so much personal growth. Now, man, a question that I like to ask a lot of artists here, because this question usually catches people off guard you were like doing all of this rapping, you were doing the singing, you were making beats. I just want to know like what's some of these first rapping producer names? Mm. Like I'm talking the mm. ones you can't find on the internet. Like what mm. was that first? You was like, this one go, this one gonna be cold. And then you had to look back and go, that's not the movement. The the list isn't that long. Okay, okay. okay. Not a long list, not right. a long list, but I gotta know some of these. So there's so there's the Footwork DJ name. Okay, okay. DJ LA, the track assassin. The track assassin. The artful dodger. You know what I'm saying? The artful dodger. Okay. <laughs> you, feel me? you were really into the phrase. You were like, it, you needed like a whole line. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, LA, the track assassin. The track assassin. I love it. Um, and then the first rap name. Mm-hmm. It was just LA. That's that's my middle initial mm-hmm. and uh, my last initial. Hold on, L.A. Yeah, Did you go by L.A. I'm Van Gogh? There. I'm getting there. <laughs> hold up, G. Hold up. There. Hold up. Am I not putting this together right now? Don't put it together. Nine to Five Blues is one of my favorite tracks I've ever heard in my life, For and real? I don't even think that I put together that you're also L.A. Van Gogh. That I was. What the fuck? The hold shape- up. Hold I up. Am, I am the shapeshifter, bro. I'm that song got me through so much of my fucking life. Damn. Like I don't it, like bro. bro, the specific so far sounds performance. Yeah. Oh my god, that's man. Love, Yo, thank you for creating that. That's love. Thank, thank you. Oh my Blessings. god. Blessings. Thank Yo. You. <laughs> Jay Duncan put me on to you. Jay Dunk. Jay Duncan and his older brother as well. Yeah. Because he used to play basketball with them. With them. Bro, bro what the fuck? <laughs> Yo. Shout out Yo, to the I East I did not side. put any of this together, bro. Good. That means the bro, rebrand is working. what the hell? That is, the, you have the craziest rebrand in history. I was going to say that. I was going to say that on Jump right now. Yeah. Great rebrand. Dude, like, what the fuck? I love your music on a different level than just the Galaxy Francis yeah, music. Man, okay, we gotta keep going because shit, love. I'm about to get emotional <laughs> and shit, bro. Goddamn, like, nine to five blues is literally like, I'm sorry, the first time I heard it, I was just like, yo, this, and it was at a time in life where I needed, but I ain't got no money left, but these bills are paid, yeah. bro. Man, I'm talking like every word. Thank you for creating that, bro. Man, oh, keep going. Keep going, man. What else? I might figure out some other LA shit. LA Van Gogh was the last iteration. So okay. it was LA. Then it was LA McFly. Mm-hmm. 
Then it was L.A. Van Gogh. And okay. L.A. Van Gogh came What's out the of McFly? Rap. Is that Back to the Future reference? It is. So me and my homie Demarius, uh, my homie Tavares, we we kind of grouped up and became the McFly brothers. Okay. Of uh, of rap. You really enjoy movies. I love movies. Bro. I can tell. I'm that's. <laughs> if my love for music wasn't there, I'd hands down be a filmmaker and I'm still probably I am a filmmaker oh yeah I was about to say don't go away from it I was about to say don't go away from it because I'd argue the video for the song I'm about to mention is is you created a film there like the short stories you can tell and I like your fingerprints are all over it when it comes to hearing the track The Shining Mm -hmm. where it's like the references in there the clockwork the like the Kubrick like I'm just like oh this is like this is somebody who really enjoys film and then you're also making a good song just because you're making music with what you already love. It, mm-hmm. That's oh, that's so awesome. And I love to see that kind of like shining through your whole story. Like mm-hmm. you even got the Back to the Future references over here and things like that. I'm big on themes, man. That's movies, awesome. Movies push that forward for me. I'm a visual thinker. So when I when I write a lot of these songs, I also envision the, the video. Okay. Well, so you kind of have the whole plan. Yeah. That's actually one of my questions here. I love to ask people, especially people who create their own beats, what's coming first? Like, do you have some cold lyrics you got to make a beat to? Or do you mm-hmm. got a beat that you got to put cold lyrics on? Like, where do you where do you sit in this creation process when you're, you're a one-man machine? Mm-hmm. Like, That's a good question. It changes a lot. And I'm starting to not give, like to give that as an answer because it's not as in-depth of the story. So... Usually what will happen, there's three ways that a song will start. One, something happens and I just start singing something or like I get frustrated and I naturally, like my friends will tell you, I hit runs when I sneeze. So like I just naturally like sing. <laughs> like, bro, I ain't never sneezed out of tune. So what the you fuck am I? It's so, going to come out. Like. So, so if I feel a way, I'm going to start singing about I'm damn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that could start the whole process of you creating the song. Like that can make like, I got to start making a beat because I heard that. Or I got to start yeah. writing the verse because I heard that. If it sticks with me for more than a day, it's something I know I have to continue there's okay. a song i have in my head right now called safe place that i've had in there for like three weeks that oh, i know so exactly how it sounds go down. i know how the vocals sound i know how many stacks i'm finna do man and i haven't i haven't made the beat i haven't i think i may have done a, a voice memo okay that's usually what happens if i have one of those moments and i'm like i don't want to forget this i can't forget memo. this but then it's like it gets stuck in your head so much you're like i'm not going to yeah. i'm not going to forget this because it's, it's just been in here for three weeks i damn near got the whole thing written at this point man, to, like, to go back to your point of uh two of the songs you mentioned nine to five blues that i ain't got no money left but my, my bills paid was, was like me just like was like real life that was like a moment where it was like, like i just had to sing out what was happening and i had that for a while and i, I didn't have the verses you mm. know and then i came up with the verses and you came with some amazing verses i cannot uh, stress how like i've shown so many people that song <laughs> in my life and it's just so, dope that i'm putting this together like man. man i don't think you fully comprehend how flabbergasted i am internally about that because it, it's just like it. damn but like because <laughs> it's like that song like it, it in hearing your process it had to be something like that because mm. it's very like visceral almost the emotion where it's just like mm. i'm gonna tell them i ain't paying my tax like Come on, like I'm gonna pass the bill to Congress, pass them, uh, tell them don't fuck with me, act like. 
Come on, like the the way you fall into that chorus of the sometimes when I'm down and I'm out and I like I can't get through. That run is amazing. Like, how do you control that? That's insanity. You know, but like, I, I see what you mean by like, you sneeze, the run is gonna come out. What you live in is gonna come out in the words. Absolutely. Like, and hearing your newer music, like The Shining, or I believe it's INJ. INTJ. INTJ, I forgot a letter in there. I knew I was forgetting one. INTJ, like I'm, I'm hearing like kind of just you, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm getting a more comprehensive picture through these through these songs you're dropping mm -hmm. of who Galaxy Francis is. Exactly. I think uh, one of the biggest differences that I think about between me as an artist as L.A. Mm -hmm. uh, versus me now is I was given vignettes of my life that weren't mm -hmm. as detailed emotionally. Got it. So maybe, like, what you felt in 9 to 5 Blues, that hook was raw emotion. That verse mm -hmm. was a lot of what I was trying to think through that emotion. Got it. Now, it's a lot of, like, a song like The Shining. I had the hook first before I made the beat. Uh, I think, I don't know, I might have had the beat first. I don't know at the this point. It just kind of kind of blurs together. Those sounds, the, the, the clicks you chose, it just, man. it's it's so loopable. It's like, you oh, right it. after it's done, just, it's just turn it right back on. Run it right back. <laughs> you know, so now it's, that was intentional for me to put mm -hmm. more of me into my music. Um, you wanted it to shine through every part so it doesn't seem like you're trying to work through it anymore. It's like, no, it's here's the entire complete picture. This is while I'm working through it. Like a mm -hmm. lot of my songs now are while I'm figuring out whatever it is that I'm going through. Mm -hmm. Back then, it was, it was a very similar process, but I may have been more reflective, uh, maybe more heady okay. about it, more competitive flow and lyric wise about what I'm trying to say and how I'm saying it versus now it's like is it fun do I <laughs> it's like did it? I enjoy doing that because if I didn't I don't really want is it true mm -hmm. like you know does it does it have some resonance emotionally or even down to what I'm actually saying like is it true I just kind of have my own policies on, on what I do when I make a song that's awesome, man. I love I love that you almost have this set up, this structure. Like you've it's it's your life. I mean, mm -hmm. like I, I love to I love to liken things like creating music to jobs for people who are creatives because it mm -hmm. is something that you're doing to help you go forward. Like you're this is what's fueling your life. Like Absolutely. this is something that you're using to supplement you. So it's like that's so awesome that you're able to kind of put that structure inside of it and figure out how you work. That kind of like pulls me into the question that I ask usually later in the episode, but I want to ask you right now, how do you balance this? How do you make mm. sure that you're keeping up with your creativity? Like you are somebody where you said you got these faucets and you're filling up buckets. Yeah. What do you do to make sure these faucets aren't tapped? Like mm. when you open that up, you might need to fill a bucket up right now if you're working in the studio on something or working with another artist. How do you make sure it's readily available when you have your hand in everything, you know? Mm. The first thing that I had to take care of, and this is a really good question because it's something a lot of us artists deal with. First thing I had to realize, um, and I would maybe even challenge what you said, like about kind of like about the music um, maybe being so such a big part of our lives mm -hmm. um, and challenging people that identify with that mm. and kind of put that as a part of their personality. I think that's what I was challenging within myself was that my life has to happen for the music to happen. Yeah, if you don't have anything to put into the music, right. it's like now I'm just rapping about nothing, and or I'm, I'm singing out, about nothing. There, I think there was a uh, there's a phrase maybe Nip said in the song or or just in an interview that was like, if you don't live a rapper life, you don't need to be rapping. Or if you're not, basically, it's like if you're not 
you know, you can't false flag on what you're talking about in your yeah. Songs, or I mean, or it eventually comes through in the music where it's like I've been in the studio for three years now. All my music is just about what I see in the studio. Exactly. It can't be about anything deeper than exactly. that because I haven't seen anything deeper than that. Exactly. So I gotta find balance in in my health. If I'm too burnt out trying to please everybody or just you know dealing with whatever I'm dealing with, whether it's stress, seasonal depression is a real thing in Chicago, something I deal with. And if those things aren't taken care of, I've given myself the grace and the patience to say, I ain't got to touch the music. And that also That's comes awesome. with um, trusting that when I do come back to it, that I'm going to be just as good. And I had to go through a lot of times of not doing music um, or maybe like not writing as much or not writing as intently or routinely um, to know that whenever I show back up, I'm still him. Got and, it. and that's something that I kind of live by now where I detach myself from this idea of being the genius, yeah. uh, of being a genius. Um, I would still argue, you know, sometimes I am a genius, but the reality is, is the genius is something that just works through me. Yeah. The genius is something that just shows up. If I show up, it's, the yeah. genius comes and does his job. I was about to say, it's something that is inherent. It's not something you could force. It's not something you could really pull out of nowhere. It's something where it's like, no, it's connected to me doing the work right mm-hmm. and caring about it. I like basketball. So mm-hmm. Kobe is is a big inspiration, you know, when you think about Mamba mentality. But mm-hmm. if you've ever done any type of sport, there's a lot of drills that you do. Repetitive. Exactly. There's repetition so that your intuition is now more fluid. You can make the, that hop step move when somebody tries to cut you off in the middle of the lane. You've done it so many times. Because you've practiced it. LeBron says that he practices that little fade away from, from the fucking four feet behind the three-point yeah, line like, it's, off you, the glass. And then it's not surprising, though, because once you, now not. you're in a real-time situation, but you've done it a hundred times. Exactly. So that's how you kind of make sure that you know you're ready for your moments. I've written I don't know how many bars just to get <laughs> to chaining. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like yeah. I, I've gone through so many different styles that in my journey of trying to figure out who am I, now I, I can relate the techniques and my skills and what I've learned and apply that to who I am, not what I'm trying to emulate. That's awesome, man. Great answer. (laughs) That's so awesome, man. It's so dope that you care for your creativity so much because that's, that's like willing, being willing and ready to, to run those type of drills and have that repetition so that, you know, you're prepared after you've recharged that battery and you're back in the studio. That's like, that's so amazing. Like that's so awesome to hear because I love to just hear people caring about the craft. That's like, it it makes me feel validated for loving the music, you know? That's so awesome. I would, I would write words and be like, how many words can I rhyme with this word and never do anything with (laughs) it? And do nothing with it. it. Just have a sheet of rhyming words. Crazy syllables. Just ridiculous. It's like, man, I've been trying to rhyme hippopotamus for two days just for no purpose. Hippopotamus, (laughs) I'll slip out of this. But I mean, you know what I'm but like, see, like when you do it so much, it's like now I know what I'm looking I for. I hear in syllables. I hear in That's sequences. Awesome, man. So you know exactly where you need to hit. That's dope, man. I love when it. I love when people care for the craft so much, man. Because I, I think it's a, it's a space that's deserving of respect. I want to thank you for being that kind of listener because my love for that is there, you know, and you're the type of ear that I'm trying to reach out to when hey, I'm saying hey, that's what I'm here for man just a fan just a fan at the thank core you. of it all you, man. Part, you are participating <laughs> participating for sure man man thank you love to hear that shit but look I do have a crazier question that I want to ask now this question is it's a question that can have any form that you kind of take from it but 
The question is, if you had like unlimited money, you don't have to worry about cash, you don't have to worry about a deadline, you don't have to worry about anybody saying no, what type of project would you create okay. and who would you need to create this project? So it, it could be a, a project where there'd be like, you want to make a movie or you want to make an album or one person said they wanted to just create like a studio that was like so awesome that everybody could come and vibe in and come record with them. Like what, like it, there's no, there's no factor of money. There's no factor of people saying yes or no to working with you. What would you want to do? There is a, there's oh. a tear to this. Of course. Because... That's, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> It's right. only good for 24 hours right now. So, like, All I'm not right. going to hold you to this if I see you in a month and be like, can yo, I, that was your biggest dream. It's like, whatever comes to your mind can, right now when the question's asked. Can I say, like, several things? Like, you, you mentioned you several projects. Me, that's what I'm, but I'm saying, like, if, you, if somebody right. just came up to you with a blank check right now and said, I got you on a project. So, look. <laughs> Timbaland. Okay. Did we say dead or alive? Oh, I'm, it's got to be alive. I, I like the alive. Side. Okay, for sure, for sure. Um, I'm gonna go Timbaland for okay. sure. Helping. This is an album. Okay. That this first part is an album. Timbaland, D'Angelo. Man, you might be the first person to say you need a D'Angelo feature. J Electronica. Yo, if you see, that's where this is where the, nobody can say no. This is where those are the artists I'll be waiting to hear. I'll be waiting to hear people say shit like JLX because it's like there's probably no other way I'm gonna get them out except for this fantasy. JLX, um, man, there's so many people that I love. Kalila, I don't know if Kalela, if I don't know if I'm saying her name right. Um, sheesh. Childish Gambino. Okay. Uh, Little Dragon. Man. Um, Kendrick. Future. This is going to be crazy. Gunna. Okay. Um, Lupe. Man. Let me get a Ghostface verse over a Mad Lib beat. That combination is insanity. <laughs> Let me get a that combination is insanity. <laughs> you feel me? Man, you're, so you so and you want I'm on all these tracks. I was about to say, you want to top the charts. That's all I'm I, You're going to be in every niche there is in rap. I, you got every subgenre. I and want I don't a think Pink Pantherist feature, too. Man, Let okay. me get that. Definitely. So that's the album. And I, I'm pretty sure there's more I could delve into mm -hmm. and, and producers and artists I want to work with. Devontae Swing. Man. His okay. Jodeci... If, hey, might be doing get background vocals. You, you know get what I'm anybody. That's what get... I'm saying, bro. You might as well. It's like, yo, I had them just doing just doing the ooze on for track real, four. Like... <laughs> so that's the album. There's another project that I do, mm -hmm. I have a real passion for, and, and money is a big thing that yeah. has to do with it. And I want to combine education with uh, mental wellness okay. and music. Talking my language. So I want to mm -hmm. do a festival. I'm not gonna give it give the name because it's so hot that somebody oh, yeah. no, no, no. somebody we, might steal no, it for no, real. We, for we're real. not giving all the info away now. So I want to do some type of festival where you can like where there's music, there's access to mental wellness resources both as the artist and as the mm -hmm. the audience. Um, and then I want to have some type of campus institution. Um, there's somebody that actually is already doing doing this it's called the Let Us Breathe the Breathing Room. I think I've heard of this over on 51st, mm -hmm. and and man, that's super big inspiration. But that's a brainchild that I've always had since I was like a teenager. Like, man, if I got any amount of money, 
I just want to figure out a way to pretty much help the world. Three, exactly. <laughs> it's a three wing studio type campus type of deal where it's mm-hmm. like music education, um, you know, maybe like formal training in the actual art of music, but also education in the business, education in, in music law. Mm-hmm. Um, Being more well rounded than knowing how to make beats. You singing. know, like, you know, personal wellness. Maybe mm-hmm. there's like some type of mindful movement, some some yoga, some meditation, and then radicalization. So, <laughs> so we're also gonna teach you a little bit about you know we go we gonna have some Black Panther curriculum in like, there. So. We don't quite agree with the establishment entirely. Exactly. <laughs> Your favorite word is gonna be. Anti-capitalist when you walk up out of there. <laughs> We're so. going to teach you how to just share resources and be a better exactly. person for your fellow man. You man know? Even, even thinking <laughs> about that and trying to navigate the, the music industry, there's mm-hmm. a lot of conflict and ideals that I feel like I'm dealing with as a human being right now. I feel like when you put enough of yourself inside of something, you're bound to hit the crossroads mm-hmm. of where your morals or where your opinions, your very strong opinions lie yeah. in correlation to whatever industry you want to be a part of. Right. And that's just that's just when you actually care, because it's like, oh, this yeah. is the only this is the only place right. this is the only place that I can be hurt is when I tell you how I really feel about something. You're right. I mean, like I am a person who lives behind the the gilded wall of music. Like I don't talk about my real life intentionally, but mm. I'm so grateful to artists who can bear it all. Mm. Like who can be like, yeah, that track I wrote it. Like and I dropped it. Like it's on DSPs. Like. Yeah. That's that's so amazing to me. That yeah. requires so much, but I can imagine it does bring in conflict. Absolutely. Especially anti-capitalism and rap, or and rap anti-capitalism so... and music. Industry. Those... The word industry. Come like, on, you know, like, like, I'm having such a hard time I, right I, now. I attempted to do the whole music thing, to do the management and figure out a way to make money inside of this for artists. It's virtually impossible. Yeah. Like if you are starting from zero without going from zero to Ice Spice or zero to Lil Nas X, it's virtually impossible without years of grind, yeah. years of perfecting the yeah. craft, years of putting the time in, man. Yeah. And thank you for being one of those people doing that because it's just so awesome to see your journey. Even even being able to know that I was a part of the views in another part of your journey. <laughs> Like that's that's right. so amazing to me, man. Like I don't think you understand. That's the coolest revelation I've had. It's man. so awesome to have you here on the couch, G. So what much. what's something you want to share with the people? You got anything on the way that they need to be looking out for? Anything needs to go run man. up right now? How soon is this coming out? It's probably gonna come out in like a month or two, month and a half at the quickest. Yeah. So so right now, you know, I got the shining out. Yes. Um, I got sour faces Definitely. and skip to my Lou. That will be out when this drops. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, and that, this is all leading up to uh, an EP. Oh, we love to hear it. tracker. We love know. to hear it. It's going to be the first installment of a little two-part nominee. Okay. So, uh, I'm excited about that. And, and I have an album in the cut after that. Okay. So it's gonna be. So it's a, gonna. It's, a you got. Ride. I was about to say you. You have it all in the chamber. You're just waiting to shoot. Got it, bro. About, I'm excited. Bro. That makes me as a fan excited, man. I'm so glad to hear that. Thank, Thank you, you so much for coming on the show, G. Every episode, I love to use the outro track to put people onto your music. What track do you want to put them onto as we lead them out? Shining. Shining. Easily. Okay. You see it right Look here. At the that. Come is on. Strong. Come on. It's strong. The shiny. Come it's on. strong. Thank you so much, Galaxy Francis, for coming on the show. Thank you, everybody at home who listened, man. Make sure you're peeping this podcast. 
podcast. Make sure you play it for your mama, your sister, your baby daddy, your sister. Play it for your fish. Play it for your dog, your house while it settles. Cats like it, and I heard that you know, like, if you got a pet ferret, they might rock with the show. Mm. Just play it for them, yo, and make sure you tune in next week. We out of here. Deuces. Space Boys, 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 Space Bo